0: You're listening to You've Got This, episode 48. Welcome to You've Got This, a weekly podcast for higher education professionals looking to increase their confidence and capacity for juggling the day-to-day demands of an academic life. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. As an avid reader and writer, I'm thrilled that this episode of You've Got This is sponsored by Stylus Publishing a leading independent U.S. publisher that focuses on books for teachers, administrators, and policymakers in higher education. YGT listeners receive a 20% off discount for all books purchased through the Stylus website at www.styluspub.com using code YGT20. So make sure to check out their catalog to see if you can find your next great read. In this episode, I thought I would share some strategies for how to find your most productive schedule. And I think one of the things to keep in mind about productive schedules is that they change. And this is especially true in higher education settings when from term to term we might have new classes that we're teaching, new projects that we're taking on. Um, There might be more meetings um, because we join a certain committee or something like that. And so one of the things that I think is really important is to revisit your schedule um, each quarter of the year to try to figure out how it might be changing given the season, and are there certain adjustments that you might wanna make. Now this is inspired a little bit because recently I changed my morning schedule and my morning routine, and I wrote about it in a recent essay, I'll link to it in the show notes, and basically what I decided to do was stop working for my side business in the morning and instead devote that time to a workout. And I talk a little bit about why I decided to do that in this essay, but it got me thinking about we have a lot more control over our schedules than sometimes we think we do. And I was really using that morning time, and it was very productive. It was really useful for me, Um, but it was really hard for me to build in workouts at the end of the day. And I just wasn't doing it. And so because I've recommitted, I've hired a personal trainer, which I also mentioned in a previous episode that I can link to, Um, I wanted to make sure that I really built that time into my day. And it was mornings that became that time. So it got me thinking about what are some questions that you can ask yourself that will really help you to think about what is your most productive schedule and how can you tailor your day so that you're really um, thinning it in uh, and getting the most productivity that you can. So the first question I was thinking about with this is when is your brain the most active? And this is a question that really gets at when is your brain most likely to be firing with new ideas? When is it most likely to be acting kind of more quickly? Um, It's gonna be generating content or it's gonna be able to kind of have you at your best. And everyone is very different with this. For me, it happens to be early morning to mid morning. Um, I struggle in the afternoons um, after lunch And I can still work, obviously. I mean, I still go to meetings. I still get things done. Um, But especially once you hit like 5 o'clock and into the evening, I'm really struggling to get um, things done, to be productive, to be creative. That's just not my ideal time of the day. And in part, it's just because my brain is tired. Now, I think for a lot of other people who are night owls, that's their best time of the day. So think about what is the time of the day where your brain is the most active? The second question is, when is your brain the most tired? What is the point in your day when you feel run down, maybe you have less willpower, <laughs> you're not making the best decisions that you might when you're at your most fresh? And for some people, this is early morning, you're groggy, you're not quite awake yet. Other people, it's the middle of the day and uh, or late at night. But when is your brain the most tired and when do you really not wanting to be pushing it to be getting things done? The other question that came to me was, how much time do you really need in the mornings? Because what I found for myself, and this is partly why I changed my morning routine, is that I thought I could get more done than I could in the morning time that I had. And I was constantly um, overestimating the amount of what I could get done and trying to squeeze in one more thing. And then I was feeling rushed and it just really wasn't a good way to start my day. So I think a good reflective question is thinking through your routine in the morning, which may involve other people as well, how much time do you really need And I think we often cheat ourselves of time in the morning and we try to get things done. We try to sleep as late as we can. We try to squeeze in one more thing. And I think in some ways, it's just really not being fair to ourselves. It doesn't kind of have a good start to the day when we're rushing out the door and we're already kind of stressed about getting to the next thing. So thinking about how much time you really need in the mornings and then backtracking from there about when you need to get up, what are the things that maybe you wanna prepare the night before, to really set yourself up for success is really important. Another question to consider is how much sleep is ideal for you? This is another area where I think we shortchange ourselves. And I have talked about the importance of sleep for me in another podcast episode, which I'll link to in the show notes. Um, this is something that I have to constantly revisit because some seasons I my bedtime kind of creeps up and uh, I know that I'm going to bed too late and that it's not the ideal time. And even though I may be getting enough sleep um, because I'm sleeping in, in the morning, it changes my routine. And you know, I need to kind of remind myself I need to get a certain amount of sleep. And do I either want to sleep in to get that, or do I want to go to bed earlier to ensure that it happens? And again, this is something that I think we often feel is not in our control, especially if we live with other people or we have children, um, and we're trying to get other people you know, into bedtime routines and things like that. But this is one of those areas that I think if we're more conscious about it, we can make better choices about when we want to go to bed um, and or when we want to get up in the morning. I think when you're trying to figure out your most productive schedule, it's important to think about the pockets of your day where you feel that you are the least productive. What are those times where it just feels like wasted time or wasted space in your day? Um, And for me, this is usually like right after I get home from work and I make myself dinner and then I'll just like sit in front of the TV and watch Netflix for a little while. Um, This is when I feel like I'm winding down. Um, I'm resting from the day, but I'm just really not getting anything done other than kind of making a meal for myself. um, It's not a time when I really feel like anything is really being productively done in my day. Um, Now, rest is important but i think that you also want to identify if there are these pockets of your day where you could be building in you know smaller tasks and for me, I've been thinking about this because I stopped working in the mornings and now I'm devoting that time to working out. I'm moving some of my more kind of monotonous administrative tasks to the evenings because this is something that it doesn't take a lot of brain power. It's something that um, sometimes is just kind of repetitive in terms of what I'm doing or I'm checking on something or looking at metrics you know, for different um, platforms that I'm on or downloads for the podcast or things like that. These are all things that could kind of be inserted into that time of my day that's not really very productive. Um, Now, at the same time, I don't think every single space of your day has to be fit with productive tasks. That's not what I'm saying. But if you do feel like you're squeezed for time and you're not getting the things done that you want, you wanna look for those windows. Um, And I would say, for example, for a lot of people, it's your commute time. Commutes can feel very unproductive. Sometimes you just turn on the radio, you're listening to the news. For those of us who may be avoiding the news these days because it's not always happy, um, I think that listening to podcasts is a great example of filling that time with something that can be fun, interesting, you can learn a little something and it can feel more productive. So looking for those pockets where you can maybe insert some things um, that even when your brain is tired, you can get some things done. And then the last couple of questions I think are important to consider when you're trying to figure out your most productive schedule is what are the areas of your schedule that you have the most control over? And what are the areas that you have the least control over? And I think this is a little bit of a trick question because I think we often consider that we don't have a lot of control over certain um, parts of our schedules when we actually have more control than we think. So for example, it would be really easy for me to say, you know, I don't really have a lot of control over my workday because other people just schedule meetings with me. And we do a shared outlook calendar at my work. And so people can see kind of the open spaces on my calendar and they can schedule things. Now, what I could do and what I I frequently do during busy times is I put holds on my calendar and I say, do not schedule during this window because I know I need to write up something or I need to use that time for kind of creative energy to um, generate a report or something like that. And I don't want it scheduled over. And so I can take control of that part of my schedule and say, this is for me. And I don't want anyone to schedule over it. But I think we often have areas of our schedule where we just feel like we don't have a lot of control. And for me, that was my early mornings. I felt like, you know, I really need that time to get my work done. You know, I I felt like I didn't have a lot of time during the week. And so I often would spend weekday mornings really trying to get administrative tasks done. I would meet with clients during those early morning hours, like really trying to get in an hour and a half to two hours of work um, before I went to my day job. But then when I got to thinking about it, I knew that I could shift some of that work to the weekends. I could stop scheduling client time you know, during those early morning hours, and I could really reprioritize the workouts that I knew I wanted to fit in because those were important to me. So I just kind of had a little talking to with myself and said, you have more control over this than you think, and you have the power to decide not to do those things in the morning. So I think sometimes we have to take a step back. We're too in our schedules and we just have to look at them holistically, you know, take a 30,000 foot view and say, what's going on here? What do I like? What do I not like? What's working for me? What's not working for me? And how can I really harness the best part of my day to be that productive time that I really want to move projects forward? So those are just a few of the questions, I think, that can help you to think through what will help you to have your most productive schedule. And each of these questions can be asked again and again when your schedule changes, when you're in a new season, if you start a new job, if you enter into a new part of your life, if you have another child, you know, all these different kinds of things can help trigger you to think about what is it about my schedule that I like, what needs changing, and how can I be my most productive? So I hope these questions are helpful. I'd love to hear about what about your schedules are the most productive for you. What are the kinds of things that you're building in to make yourself be really successful? So feel free to shoot me an email, um, drop a comment in the show notes, or connect with me on Twitter. And thanks so much for checking in this week on YGT. I'm Katie Linder, and I'll be back next week with another episode. Show notes and transcripts for each episode of You've Got This can be found at YGTForYou'veGotThisPodcast.com. That's YGTPodcast.com. Don't forget that if you're looking for a good book, this episode of You've Got This is sponsored by Stylus Publishing, a leading independent U.S. publisher that focuses on books for teachers, administrators, and policymakers in higher education. YGT listeners receive a 20% off discount for books purchased through the Stylus website at www.styluspub.com using code YGT20. To comment on today's show, suggest a topic for me to discuss, or ask a question that could be featured in a future episode, connect with me on Twitter at Linder or at ygt__podcast or by emailing feedback at ygtpodcast.com. You can also hear from me each week on the Research in Action podcast, available in iTunes, and via my Learn Like a Boss weekly email newsletter. Subscribe to this newsletter at katielinder.org to receive an essay focused on topics like productivity, resilience, and what it means to learn like it's your job, delivered directly to your inbox each week. If you find that you've got this podcast to be a helpful resource, please consider leaving the show a review in iTunes. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And tell your friends and colleagues the best promotion for the show is definitely word of mouth. If you want to learn more about my work and projects or how to hire me as a consultant, workshop facilitator, or speaker, visit my website katielinder.org. Thanks for listening.